You're listening to the Healthy and Thriving Career Moms podcast, where every week you will learn about healthier habits and hacks to create and support a healthy and thriving lifestyle as a busy mom. I'm your host, Wendy, and I truly believe that the best gift you can give to your family and the world is a healthy, thriving you. Let's dive in. lovely and welcome to today's episode, which is episode 10 of season two's The Thrive series. And today we're getting stuck into quite a controversial topic, especially for us mums. And that's the topic of sugar. And I don't know about you, but I just feel like it's something that I think about constantly, or maybe it's not for you. So I'm really interested to talk more about this today. But before we get stuck in to all the nitty gritty of this juicy episode, I just wanted to remind you that the Thrive series, which has been 10 episodes of season two, has really been a season to help you really get down into the nitty gritty of things that are going to help move you forward with your healthy habits. So we've looked at everything from morning routine, evening routine, healthy breakfasts, saving time, talking about mom burnout. We've spoken about gut health and signs your body needs a reset and all sorts of things that are going to set you up for success. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to the rest of the episodes from season two yet, or even from season one, I just really want to encourage you to go and do that. Just binge them all and then reach out to me and let me know what your light bulbs have been from those episodes. Right, let's get stuck into today's subject. So yes, this is such a topic of conversation in the mum circles. I feel like it's almost a bit of a running joke where people are like, oh, yeah, there we go. They're on a sugar high when your kids have, you know, digested their latest treats and are then running around on a complete sugar high and roller coaster. And I do feel a bit like the sugar police sometimes. I do feel like I'm that mom who is constantly concerned and thinking about how much sugar my child is consuming. And I think that comes from me actually having done quite a lot of research personally on the subject and really understanding what sugar is doing to the body. Now, I know as busy moms have got so much on our plate, we're so overwhelmed with so much information, all the things that we should be doing. So yes, I get that this is just another thing that we have to think about. But I really, really, really feel like this is one of the most fundamental crises that we face with our health in the modern day. I know that sounds really dramatic, but I really, this just gets me so fired up because I just think as a society, we've just become so immune to how much sugar is put into our food, how much sugar our children consume. I even think down to the fact that my daughter is now in reception class, which is like the first year of school here in the UK, and she gets free school dinners. So that's something that I love that she partakes in with her other school friends and they have their dinner every day at lunchtime. In England, we call dinner lunch. (laughs) Took me ages to work that out as a South African. But yeah, so she has her school dinners and I just couldn't believe that every single day the kids are given a dessert. And maybe it's something that in your household, in your lifestyle, you just always get an afters. You always get a little sweet treat at the end. And you know, I get maybe when you sit down for sort of a more formal meal, there's definitely, you know, starters, mains, desserts. I get it as a special occasion. But the fact that it's every single day I say to her, oh, what did you have today? Oh, I had a chocolate cupcake. Oh, I had this. Oh, I had that. And I just think, my goodness, why on earth are we giving our kids sugar to then go back into the classroom and learn afterwards? 
because what it's actually doing to their little brains, and I've actually seen some studies that show that sugar stimulates the brain in the same way as the drug cocaine. Like you can actually see on the images how the receptors are all firing just like if, as if someone is taking the drug cocaine. I just think that is absolutely crazy. Now, coming off my soapbox for a moment, because <laughs> I appreciate I'm very opinionated on this subject and I do, I feel so strongly about it. But I just want to caveat all this by saying I'm not talking about sugar in the sense of the natural sugar that we find in fruits and vegetables or a healthy blended fruit smoothie that you've made at home. Don't get me started on the shop-bought ones. I just don't advocate for those at all. But it's interesting how so much of our modern packaged food has so much sugar in it. Let's just take looking at a what's considered a healthy yogurts, okay? You think you're being healthy, but if you look at the labels, there could be up to a whopping 18 grams of sugar in that yogurt. And I would say even the kids' yogurts especially have got more sugar in them. Now, when you consider that the World Health Organization actually has a recommended daily amount of sugar being less than either 25 grams for a healthy woman and 35 grams for a healthy man, and you look at a dessert size yogurt having 18 grams, it really starts to frame this conversation around sugar. And we get fooled a lot, I think, nowadays by all the clever marketing about the healthy sugars out there, such as coconut sugar and agave nectar and all these sorts of things that you think, oh, but under the surface of it all, it is all an additional sugar that's not naturally found in foods in its natural form, like fruits and vegetables. And therefore, it is going to be causing a glucose spike. So let's talk about the science and the glucose spike and, and why that's a thing and why perhaps you've noticed, or maybe you don't notice, that you feel quite rubbish after consuming sugar. I know for me, I tend to have a very low sugar diet and it's something that I am very conscious of because I notice such a huge difference when I consume sugar. And that's either in the form of eating it or drinking it. And by drinking it, I mean things like alcohol because alcohol is full of sugar. So that is something that I've noticed. If I actually have too much to drink, I just feel, you know, we obviously feel hungover, but it's the sugar. It's just that, oh, I just can't handle it. My body just doesn't know how to process it. Or you could be on the other end of the spectrum where you actually give yourself a lot of hidden sugars in your body and your body has become so used to being on that sugar roller coaster. So for example, you get up in the morning and you have a piece of toast or a bowl of cereal for breakfast. So straight away, those carbohydrates are releasing into your bloodstream in the form of glucose, because that's essentially what we get from food. Uh, glucose enters the body from the foods that we eat, such as the carbohydrates, the vegetables, the fruits, the breads, the cereals, etc. And your body uses this as a source for energy which is then regulated by your pancreas and small intestines and your liver. And the endocrine system, which is what actually controls your hormones in your body, that regulates also your blood sugar levels by using the pancreas. And so what happens is the pancreas, this is the clever stuff, produces a hormone called insulin. So for people that suffer with type 1 diabetes, it's because their body does not produce that hormone insulin. So this is completely out of their control the body can't produce it, so they have to inject themselves with insulin and keep stabilizing their blood sugar levels. But what you get, obviously, then you eat, you know, you're having the cereal, you're having the toast as you get that glucose spike. And then a couple of hours later, 
you're sitting there either in your home office or in the office and somebody comes around with a pack of biscuits and you're like, oh, really hungry. I really need like that sugar hit now. And so you reach for that next sugar hit. And then a couple of hours later, it's lunch. Again, we're reaching for the sandwiches. We're reaching for the things that are giving our bodies that hit of sugar that it needs to keep us on that constant craving for energy, for sugar. And we don't even realize it, but our bodies have become so addicted. You just try and take sugar away from a child who absolutely loves the taste of it. And you'll see that addiction. My child turns into an absolute monster when I say to her, she can't have umpteen treats a day because it's too much sugar. And she says, oh, I can have it, mommy. And I'm like, well, no, you can't because I actually see her personality change before my very eyes when she's on sugar. And if you're one of those moms who says, oh, my child doesn't change that much when they're on sugar. Maybe you want to ask yourself, is your child, has it become so used to the sugar intake in the hidden sugars, I mean, in things that you might not even realize, like the biscuits, the the crackers that you give them or the flavors on rice cakes and all those kind of, all those little things. And I know there are healthier alternatives and I'm not saying that we completely cut this all out because a lot of it we do as mums for convenience, but it's just being absolutely conscious of it. Because what happens over time, okay, talking about how we spoke about there, how the pancreas produces the insulin, which then helps your body to process through. When we eat carbs and food and that excess glucose that your body doesn't need gets sent to the liver, and then your liver is working really, really hard to detoxify. So your body's just having to work so much harder, which is why you end up feeling that like, oh, sugar hangover feeling or that literally hungover feeling when you've consumed too much to drink. So let's also talk about something that is so prevalent and so so much of a worry in current society. And that's the rise of type 2 diabetes. So what actually happens is there's the problem as the cells become compromised and the pancreas stops working essentially. And obviously we've talked about why that's so important that the pancreas is working. So type 2 is utterly controlled by diet and lifestyle. So one in 10 over the age of 40 in the UK are actually suffering with type 2 diabetes. One in 10, okay, according to the latest statistics, which you can Google easily enough. And the scary part is that there are up to around a million people in the UK walking around completely undiagnosed. And it's usually discovered when people reach the age of 40, which I'm fast approaching, and you get your wellness health check that we get here by the National Health Service when it's discovered. So many people are actually what's called pre-diabetic, which can be by constantly spiking your blood sugar levels, which is why with your lifestyle, to avoid being pre-diabetic, to avoid developing type 2 diabetes, the reason is because people don't know like what that effect that sugar is having on their body. Or they just, I think sometimes we also stick our head in the sand and we're like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Like I have years to, you know, sort it out or yeah, I'm addicted to sugar. What's the harm? But actually it is causing great harm and it is causing serious illness. So when we think that we are eating healthy fat-free products, we need to also consider that the hidden sugars in it. Just as we now know as a society, fat, all fat isn't bad for us. There are good fats and there are less good fats for us. There are fats that are not going to serve us, such as trans fats, saturated fats, whereas things like the healthy fats from nuts, avocado, extra virgin olive oil, all those type of things are so much better for us. And it's the same with sugars. So the problem comes in, I think as moms, is we end up often for convenience because we're so busy 
starting our kids off young with pre-packed food that is available in the supermarkets because there isn't this as much education around limiting sugar intake because it would actually cause a lot of big companies a lot of grief having to decrease the sugar. So there's lots of clever marketing around no added sugar or sugar from fruit and all this kind of thing that we just think, okay, that's fine, it's fine, it's fine. But there's also a lot of big pharma companies out there. Yes, I went there who are making a lot of money from the state of people's health, being pre-diabetic, type 2 diabetes. So yes, there is a lot to be gained from a sick nation. So we can't rely on our governments, whatever country you live in, to monitor this for us. It is our responsibility to monitor it for ourselves, which is why I'm on my soapbox today talking about sugar and the importance of why we need to be so aware of it in the context of our health. If you consider back in the 70s and 80s when they, you know, the big business heads got together and they they deemed that fat was bad for you and then suddenly it was all about fat free and for decades it was all about fat is going to make you unhealthy and actually we've discovered that's not necessarily the case. But what they did do when they made everything fat free was put loads of sugar in to compensate for taste and to bulk it out. And you look over the last 4, 5 decades what's happened to our health as a society. It has declined at an absolute catastrophic rate. Coincidence? I think not. So we really need to be aware of sugars and really look at focusing on what I, you know, what we call low glycemic food is definitely the way to go. Here's the kicker though. Low glycemic means it doesn't spike your sugar levels. So I recommend having, say, instead of having white rice, having brown rice, or instead of having white pastas, have more complex carbohydrate pastas, things like brown rice pasta or red lentil pasta or pea pasta. You can get so many different options nowadays because what this does is it releases glucose into the bloodstream at a slower rate. Same if you think about bowls of cereal, it's something that immediately spikes your blood sugar levels, which is why I'm such a big advocate for having a healthy, protein-rich breakfast in the morning and specifically why, you know, if I do have a bowl of oats, I will put a scoop of my protein powder in there because that protein to balance that release of the carbohydrates just hitting my bloodstream so quickly is what offsets that sugar spike. So yeah, even if I do have the oats, I'll put the protein in But my favorite go-to every morning is my healthy morning smoothie. And I have done a whole episode on this in this series about protein in the morning and why that's so important. Because what it does is it stabilizes those blood sugar levels. It actually gives you more energy. It fuels you. It keeps you fuller for longer. So that's why I'm such an advocate for using a protein supplement or having a high protein breakfast, which isn't always practical in the sense of, you know, you're not necessarily going to have the time maybe to make your eggs in the morning or whatever it is to have that protein. And that's why I love using a protein supplement. So something that I've done recently actually is bought myself a blood glucose monitor, which is less than 20 quid off Amazon. And what I've sought to do is monitor myself every six months for around a week where I'll intermittently check my blood sugar levels after eating certain foods, even healthy foods, because you might not realize that there are certain foods that you think are healthy, but that actually spike your blood sugar levels. So while they might be considered healthier foods, they might be causing a blood sugar spike for you. And that could be causing that long-term effect of maybe the pre-diabetes developing into type 2, etc. So I'll keep you posted on how this goes. And yeah, I just, 
As you can tell, I'm very, very passionate about this subject and why it's so important. And I'm not here to shoot all over you as a busy mom. I know it's difficult. I reach for the convenience just as much as the next mom. But I think it is about being wise to how much sugar we're consuming. And I think that we absolutely are as a society. I get a lot of questions from my clients around, well, what's the sugar of that? And one thing I'm always so assured by with using the range of supplements that I do with Arbon is that the sugar choice that we make is stevia plant. And stevia plant is it's like up to 300 times sweeter than sugar. So you need to put the tiniest amount in to give you that sweet taste, but it isn't a huge amount of sugar that's causing that blood sugar spike, which is why I absolutely recommend and advocate for it. And this is the other thing is people think, oh, sugar's bad, sugar's bad. It's not, we need a certain amount of sugar in our diet. We need it for our brains to operate and our bodies to work well. We just have to watch the type of sugar that we're having. So you're going to get absolutely enough sugar that you need if you're eating a healthy, balanced diet with lots of fruits and vegetables in it. But it's all the additional sugars that we need to really watch out for. So I hope this has framed the sugar conversation and helps you to maybe understand a little bit more. And what I also wanted to say on this episode is that that brings us to the end of our season two Thrive series. So we will be back with season three before long. But in the meantime, I just really wanted to encourage you to check out all the resources that we have, especially in the show notes, all the different free downloads that we have. Make sure you've gone back and listened to the podcast episodes. And if you've got value from these two seasons of the Healthy and Thriving Career Moms podcast, I would be so grateful if you would share or leave a review. And also as a final sign off, I wanted to remind you of this free resource for all of you. Are you ready to start or reset your healthy habits, but maybe you're short on time or you're just not sure where to start? You're exactly the person I've created my Thrive in 5 mini course for. Reset your healthy habits in just five minutes a day so you can start to thrive in all aspects of your life and health. And the best part is it's totally free to get it. Go to wendygriffith.co.uk forward slash Thrive in 5 or go to the link in my show notes for more information. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for you. If this episode has resonated, make sure you visit wendygriffith.co.uk to discover more of my content and my fantastic free resources to support you in thriving. Or if you'd like to continue the conversation further, drop me a DM by Instagram at wendygriffithlivehealthy. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep thriving. Keep thriving.